This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you by ExtremeTerrain.com. For years, ExtremeTerrain.com has been providing Jeepers around the world with the most accurate and reliable information available for making decisions regarding the purchase of Jeep parts. And now, they've done something no other Jeep site has ever done. Stay tuned later in the show to see how you can get in on this once-in-a-lifetime giveaway of two Jeep Wranglers to one lucky winner. Episode 292, August 3rd, 2017. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. This Week in Jeep is sponsored by Amazon.com. Shopping online for that special someone, maybe your Jeep is ready for some new shocks, or are you just low on bacon salt? Whatever the reason, be sure to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first and find a small and, and a small fraction of your purchases will go towards supporting the Jeep Talk Show. Be sure to tell your friends, especially the ones with the big credit cards. That's jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Well, J.D. Power & Associates has released more ratings this week. This time, the 2017 U.S. Initial Quality Study, which focuses on problems experienced by owners in the first 90 days of ownership per 100 vehicles. Now, Jeep didn't end up leading any of its segments in highest ranking. It also wasn't a highly ranked brand altogether. It didn't even show up under the Plant Quality Awards either. But Jeep did beat out Subaru, Audi, Mazda, Land Rover, Mitsubishi, Volvo, Jaguar, and Fiat even when it came to bottom-of-the-line rankings. So, at least it's not all bad. Well, are Jeeps on the most stolen vehicles list? And speaking from personal experience, I'd say I've probably been the victim of car theft more than most people you know. <laughs> Thankfully, it's just my one Honda that's been stolen thrice from my driveway and not my beloved Jeep, running or not. But about the rest, what about the rest of the Jeeps out there? Well, the short answer is yes. The long answer, the National Highway or National Insurance Crime Bureau does an annual list called Hot Wheels. No, it's funny. Go ahead and chuckle which reveals the 10 most stolen vehicles in the U.S., based on info given from law enforcement to the National Crime Information Center. Well, in 2016, the 2000 Jeep Cherokee and the Grand Cherokee were, were the 10th most stolen vehicles on this list. Now, it might be time to buy an alarm. Well, from stealing Jeeps to covering their loss, Jeeps are cheap to insure. When it comes to learning which are the least expensive vehicles to insure, we turn to insure.com, which pulls quotes, punches numbers, and sorts out all the mess so that you, and more importantly, we, don't have to. The top 10 was riddled with Jeeps. The Renegade Sport came in at number two, while the Wrangler Black Bear Edition took third. The Compass snagged fifth, while the Cherokee Sport and Patriot Sport both found themselves at seventh and eighth, respectively. In fact, Insure.com said Jeep set a brand record by taking over 50% of the top 10 sl slots. And you can take that to the bank. Literally. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you have a response to any one of our stories, or you think there's something that you, we should be reporting on, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Did I hear you right? Did you say there was a BlackBerry version? <laughs> it's a black. <laughs> 
bear. Black bear. Oh, I was thinking it was uh, going to be a vehicle with a keyboard or something. You know? No, like, no, no. Like those blackberries. Shit, you remember the blackberries? Those things. Those were I the. Sure do. Those were the things that every uh, corporate executive must oh, have. You man. weren't. You weren't anyone if you didn't have a blackberry with a that built-in keyboard. And I'll tell you this: those actual functional keys that you press and they and the the that tactile feedback. Oh, those are so much nicer than those things that are on a glass screen that you can't actually feel. And they have to vibrate the damn phone to simulate that uh, that tactile feed- feedback. But anyway, it's nice having those uh, having those smartphones, isn't it? They're just not really good for typing. Oh, and don't get, Addicting. Me, don't get me started on autocorrect. Good Lord, I got to find that crap and turn it off anytime I uh, make a change to the phone or make a, uh, get a different phone. Hey, folks, you know, you can tweet live to the show. Send us a tweet by adding hashtag JTS live during the live show and watch for your tweet at the bottom of your YouTube video. Remember, that's hashtag JTS live, and that would be on Twitter. Hey, is the Jeep Talk Show just not enough for you? Need more? Well, we have more for you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, me. Uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, call-in show is just uh, is, is just a YouTube thing. No, it's <laughs> it's on the regular thing. But you can go over to YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Tammy and I will have a guest interview. Then we'll turn it over to you, the listeners. All you need is a phone and a voice. The Jeep Talk call-in show every uh, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time on YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And hey, be sure to catch the last episode, number 49, where Tony and Tammy get a chance to sit down with Jason from BoltLock. BoltLock.com. It's the Jeep Talk Show call-in show with Tammy and Tony. Uh, we also have our J-mount, our high-lift jack mount, which you kind of talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's What's unique about this product uh, besides using the fact that it locks it up with your Jeep key, it mounts on the side of your Jeep. Uh, so it mounts to the windshield mount on either a pillar, on either the driver's side or passenger side. It's actually, that's what mounting point is actually one of the strongest places on the Jeep. And I had just actually got a couple emails from people to this week, like, oh, some guy went out there to try to rip my jack off. <laughs> the, they, or one guy, he bent the jack. Oh my that mount God. Was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> But the mountain's perfectly fine. No scratches on it. The craziest question I always get, though, I, I kind of enjoy is, well, what if I lose my truck key? <laughs> lose my Jeep key? <laughs> oh, well, you're screwed, man. <laughs> I, I, I think worrying about your locks is the least of your worries. Yeah, the thing you got to uh, keep in mind is the bolt lock. Uh, they allow you to uh, take uh, various locks, like a uh, two-inch receiver lock. Uh, they even have one for spare tires. And you, when you, you take your, your Jeep key, because we all have Jeeps, right? Uh, but they work on other vehicles, but you take your Jeep key and you put it in the lock and you turn it and then it's keyed to your Jeep key. You can't change it. If you're going to sell your, sell your vehicle, you might as well let them let the locks go with them because you get that convenience of the one key for everything. Uh, so he was talking about their, uh, uh, their high lift jack mount, a very nice little thing. Uh, and I would have loved to seen a picture of a bent, high lift jack from somebody trying to steal it off of a jeep freaking tweakers oh, just, oh god mm-hmm. what was that i sent you today josh that oh, it's so man. hot in oregon that uh, tweakers <laughs> are putting the copper back in the acs it's 106 here today i'm freaking melting guys oh this is ridiculous isn't you don't that even strange? want to know what's going on below the belt line right now oh no isn't it's that really bad. strange though uh, for oh, it to be geez. that hot 
Look, it hasn't rained here in like a month and a half. You want to talk about strange. Pacific Northwest not having any measurable rainfall in like nearly two months. Wow. I know. I I might be hopping on the Al Gore bandwagon here. I don't know. So you guys, uh, (laughs) depression and uh, suicides must be down by 50% now. Yeah, really. Yeah, you'd think. But the heat stroke is getting is not right, but no, everybody's just gonna out. screw it. They're just gonna drown themselves <laughs> and get out of the heat. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, anyway, you should catch uh, the uh, <laughs> catch us on episode fifty next week, and we're gonna have Cassie from Best Stop. You guys may have, uh, may remember Garrett that we had from Best Stop. Had a great time. Uh, Tammy and I had a great time talking to Garrett. And uh, he actually uh, mentioned uh, Cassie, who works in their marketing department. And uh, we're going to get a little more uh, hot uh, best top action going on this coming Tuesday. I have, I have some great questions I want to ask her. Yeah, we get. I'm, uh, I'm sure have to go it's going to have to do with purple canvas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and, and uh, listen to episode 38 of uh, the best top interview that we did with uh, Garrett and uh, help remind me of those questions that I didn't get a chance to ask him. But we did, we did ask, ask him a lot of questions. We went over yeah, a lot of stuff with him. Great interview on that one, too. So I can't wait to see uh, what Cassie has to say. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, Center Steer podcast, and Trail Chasers podcast. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. So Tony and Josh, all I can say is, wow. I had the most amazing first day of August. Um, I don't know if you guys know, a couple months ago, Royal Barber, he's the Jeep Talk Show social media volunteer. He said if any of us, Tony, Josh, or I were in Toledo, he would give us a tour of Toledo Jeep, the Wrangler assembly plant. So I plan, the plan was to spend about an hour or so on my private tour. My time was limited since I had my husband and kids with me. You know, you have to be 18 or over to be on the plant floor. So my husband took my kids for a long lunch. I had about an hour and a half because we still had seven hours to drive home. So when we turned on Chrysler Drive, we saw Wrangler after Wrangler after Wrangler. They went on forever. They were mostly white and black Wranglers, of course, the more popular Wranglers. My oldest son said he had never seen so many of one vehicle in one place. So they dropped me off and said, we'll see you at two, and if you're not here, we're leaving you. As I walked up to the entrance, I thought, God, this is pretty impressive by my standards. There was a black Wrangler, and purple doors greeted me. (laughs) Perfect welcome for me. Once inside, I needed to watch a safety video. Then it was on to the JK assembly line. Once inside the revolving doors, pictures and videos were prohibited. I was torn, thankful and bummed. Thankful that I could enjoy the tour without having to take pictures and bummed that I couldn't take pictures to share with everyone and to have as a memory. But on my blog, there's a link to an article, The People of Jeep Toledo, with lots of pictures inside the plant. What is really cool about those pictures is I recognize some of those people. They were on the assembly line while I was there working on the Wranglers. And I bet you some even assembled my Rubicon. Tony and Josh, the energy I felt on the plant was amazing. It was intoxicating. The vibe I felt from every one of them was pride in their work. They wanted to be there. They enjoyed their job. 
and a lot of them were wearing different Jeep t-shirts everywhere. It was a strong sense filling the air, which probably fed into my excitement of being there. Tony and Josh, I have to admit, I was a little overwhelmed, overexcited, and very nervous. I was nervous because I didn't want to do anything wrong to get kicked out. I just had this sense of there was top secret stuff happening, and there was. Royal later said to me, if he had known how excited I was going to be, he would have found me some Xanax. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the Wrangler bodies on the assembly line being built piece by piece was astonishing. To be honest, for me, it was so much to take in. With time ticking away, I felt I needed to rush and to soak in as much as I could. And did I mention I was extremely excited? Now, to get to the JK assembly line, you needed to walk past the JL assembly line, which it wasn't running. So as we passed by, Royal said, there's a JL. And I looked over and was like, oh, cool. Not really understanding what I was looking at, mainly because I had JK on the brain. So we started at the beginning of the JK line. I learned quite a few things about the making of a Wrangler. First off, there are two on-site suppliers who make the different parts of the Wrangler. Mobis North America assembles the chassis, the axles, and the power chain. And the KUKA system, K-U-K-A, systems makes the body. And once these are assembled and painted, they ship them over through a tunnel on a conveyor belt. And then the robots attach the body to the frame on the assembly line, where then it moves down into the Jeep Wrangler assembly line, and it's all loving care of the human touch used on every single Wrangler. Pretty much every part from this point on was assembled by human hands, and it was so cool to be down on the assembly line floor up close and personal with the Toledo Jeep workers assembling every part of the Jeep. And I mean up close. Tony and Josh, I could touch the Wranglers, and I did. Although I was paranoid of doing something wrong and shutting the line down. (laughs) Now, all the workers were working so efficiently. It was so cool to see. And the logistics of all the Jeep parts is incredibly amazing, mind-boggling. The organization and coordination needed to get the right part to the right Wrangler. There are these little robot carts that carry the parts needed for each Wrangler in bins to the necessary points. And each part is pre-matched to a specific Jeep. Even the outsourced parts, like the seats and the Wrangler tops from Best Top, they come in on semis predetermined to a specific Jeep. So they're loaded these par- they load these parts on a specific spot on the truck so they can match up to the correct spot on the assembly line. And robots unload the trucks and place the parts on the assembly line in just the right place to match the correct Wrangler. The coordination is astonishing, truly amazing. And the attention to detail is widespread throughout the plant, even down to the door latch. That's one guy's job is to make sure the door shuts just right. And if it doesn't, he uses these special tools to make sure the door latch is just perfect. And watching his little procedure was so cool. This guy had a knack of knowing just how much adjustment each door needed just by the sound it made, closing. So once all the Jeep parts are on, it's off to the water test area to test for any leaking. Then it's almost time to be shipped out to various dealers across the USA. But first, there's a little indoor driving course to make sure there are no rattles and squeaks. To get to this course, we had to head back outside to the parking lot and back. 
So it was past the JL again. So walking back out, we took a slight detour and got up close to the JL. There were three engineers there with laptops working on it. One was inside the driver's seat, the other was in the rear, and one was outside the passenger door. Royal showed me some of the differences on this Jeep. He said I could even peek inside and showed me the new grab handles in the rear seats. When I peeked in the Jeep, I was afraid to touch it for fear of setting off some sort of alarm system. This was a top secret stuff I was seeing. But when Royal showed me the grab handle, I could not resist it. So I grabbed it and no alarms went off. I also noticed this weird-looking Jeep all covered in black and white, and I thought maybe it was some new color scheme, but it was another JL getting ready to head outside. So the new JL will be assembled on the same line as the Cherokees, the Liberty, and the Dodge Nitro were previously built on. They haven't started full production as of yet for the JL, as it's still in the testing phase. There were a few JLs being made, but none of them will be sold to the public. Some of them will go to the Chrysler Tech Center in Michigan, and some will head out for crash tests for safety ratings. That part makes me kind of sad. Like I said earlier, no pictures are allowed inside the Jeep assembly plant. All the windows on the JL assembly line have been covered up with cardboard, so no pictures of this new Jeep will get leaked out. But outside, pictures can be taken. And I got some video of the JL driving into and out of this little driving test course. Again, I was super paranoid of taking video. And I'm a follow-the-rules type of gal, so it was kind of against the grain for me to take pictures. Plus, I was so excited, and I was too busy looking at the JL myself to get any real good video. But I got some. So I've been getting lots of questions about, you know, tell us about the JL. You know, what's, was, it a, was it lifted? Does it have this? Does it have that? And um, just for um, Royal say, um, you know, safety of his job, I'm not really going to say a whole lot, but I will say the rear and front bumpers are a little different design than the JKs. I would say kind of a sleeker, more curvier look. And my guess is for the aerodynamics, not at all like the straight edges and corners of the JKs. And the fenders were also a little different. And I did have a chance to peek in the interior, like I said, And I'm told there are several different trim models, so each one will have its own look. And there are some pictures online of the interior of one of the JLs. However, the one I saw did not have the same interior. It's more of a flat, pushed-back dash look. Anyway, I wish I could have spent more time looking over the new JL, even under it. But I, I didn't have a whole lot of time. They were also working on it. Um, it was all so overwhelming and surreal, but it was amazing to be there on the assembly line floor right next to the engineers working on this new Jeep. The whole experience was just an overdose of Jeep. So much to take in, so much to see in such little time. I'm really excited for the unveiling of this new Jeep, as I know the rest of the world is as well. It was really cool to see the new JL up close and personal before the rest of the world. Not many people can wear that badge, and I'm honored to have earned that badge. The JL is pretty cool, but I'll have to say nothing will ever compete with my 2015 black JKU Rubicon. Oh, and by the way, Tony, another thing that kind of disappointed me about the JL was it was red. (laughs) It was a red. Uh, Well, I I appreciate your courage in admitting that. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I guess that's why when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, it's just another red Jeep. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was a great experience. The sad thing is um, September through April will be the last run of the Wrangler, the JKs. Um, truly a once-in-a-lifetime event to see it because the Wranglers are now going to be a thing of the past on this assembly line as the new JT truck is going to be taking its place. So a huge shout-out and thanks to Royal Barber for this most spectacular tour. I cannot thank you enough. Anything you'd like to add, I'd love to hear from you. Join the conversation by going over to the jeeptalkform.com, call into our voicemail line, or email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Now, Tammy, I, I have to just point this out. Um, the reason why the Jeep was red is because they have to put their best foot forward. You only oh, have yeah. you only have one chance to make a first impression. Right. <laughs> What color was the interior? Um, it was really dark in, inside the Jeep. They were kind of on this, like, um, what should we call it? Like a carport thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it looked kind of like a grayish, blackish Oh, okay. Color. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, so. Uh, so, your feeling of, are they, is Jeep holding true to the, the Wrangler feel? Uh, mm. it's not changed so much that you would look at it and go, oh, this just doesn't feel right. No, because you know what? If Barbara hadn't pointed it out, I would have just thought it was just another JK. I like that. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's really I mean, good. Yeah. Uh, except for like the bumpers and stuff, totally different. Um, yeah, you can change the bumpers though, right? Right. But, you know, like the Rubicon Recon Jeep right now, mm -hmm. that has a totally different bumper than... The bumpers, the typical bumpers. Right. Um, and it kind of looks like that bumper, I would say. Um, so, you know, I would have never guessed in a million years that would have been the JL if, if I had, if he hadn't pointed it out. That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of happy to hear about that. And, and I, right. have a, I have another question for you. And any of these questions, if you can't answer, just, just let me know. It's fine. Did you notice if the, the, the windshield was more of a slant and less flat, you know, to, for more aerodynamics? You know, I, I had heard that before I went in. And when I looked at it, I thought, it does look kind of slanted. But then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go online and look at pictures of Jeep because I couldn't look at my own Jeep because right. I was on the way home. And, you know, it's, the more I look at the Jeeps now, the JKs now, I'm like, I don't think it's that much of a difference. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Uh, not, not doing anything radical. Right. Well, that's great. And it was a wonderful opportunity. I, I know that you were out on a family trip during that. And uh, uh, it's great that you took time out of, from that to go, to go in there and look. Oh, I it, mean, was, it was awesome. It, it sounded like a wonderful opportunity, but you know, yeah. when, when everybody else isn't a big, a big time Jeep or a big fan of Jeeps, it's kind of hard to, you know, peel off and go do something on your own. Uh, right, right. Even though the pr opportunity pr presents itself. And I, I just want to mention, uh, and I, th I think uh, I th we may have mentioned this already, but uh, this is not, Jeep doesn't do her tours. No. <laughs> this it's was, very, very hard to get into their plant. Um I know one of the local stations got in and did a whole documentary on the Cherokee. And as a matter of fact, it's on, I have a link on my blog on the making of a Cherokee. They actually followed one of their 
future news vehicles through the line, and it's fascinating to watch. But I even asked um, Royal, I said, could I have gone gotten picture approval if, you know, say I'm with the media? And he's like, no, absolutely no. not. They, oh, there's uh, so many people out there yeah. that want pictures and want information. So this is a, right. a huge exclusive, I believe, for the Jeep Talk Show. Right. So definitely, uh, really appreciate that. And it sounds like it was a wonderful time uh, that uh, that you had there. How much time did you spend? It sounds like you spent quite a bit of time, really. Yeah, it was an hour and a half. Got oh, there at twelve thirty and left at two. That's a good amount of time then. Yeah. Now I didn't get to see. I just basically saw the JK assembly line. There were other parts that I could have seen. I didn't see the frame being built. I didn't see the body being built. Those were at different. They weren't at Jeep. They were at you know the other sure. suppliers. Um, but just that alone, seeing them put together the Wrangler was was so awesome. Well, we've also often said here uh, you get to see how the sausage is being made, and right. uh, Tammy, you got to see how the Jeep sausage is being made, and that's that's right. really cool. Uh, Awesome. I think I would have uh, I would have liked to have written on the inside of a fender or something like Jeep Mama was here, you know, on a, right. somebody's new Jeep. And oh, I know. I should I should have brought my stickers in and stuck them on the Jeep. Oh, that would have got him the fired Jeep for Talk sure. Show stickers, I know. <laughs> yeah. What's this doing oh, here? I didn't think about that. That would have been wonderful to be able to uh, get a picture of a, of a Jeep Talk Show or the Jeep Mama oh, uh, sticker on, on one of the, the, the in, right, inside. Right on the line. But of course, you couldn't do that. But still, could have brought all my cards, my business cards, and. Stuck them in the Jeeps. Handed out to those engineers that were right. Um, <laughs> Great stuff. It was fun. Reviews. I love them. It's, uh, you know, it's really easy to give us a review on Facebook. Uh, you can do it on Twitter, iTunes, even YouTube. Did we miss your review? Well, give us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and let us know where it is. Or if you just want to put a review in the email, we'll read it here on the show. Absolutely. We always take pride in reading all of our reviews, even our constructive criticism. So you got something to take us to task on? Well, by all means, we are uh, definitely uh, all, all about sharing everything that you guys uh, well, share with us. Yep. Uh, we definitely got a lot of response over this last week or so email-wise. We had Nick Klein that emailed us uh, to share a post about somebody else who had recently fell victim to the missing D-ring <laughs> phenomenon. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with why this might be significant, I'll let Tammy give us a short little story about maybe her experience with the tale of the missing recovery point. So it's not missing. It's stolen. <laughs> oh, let me oh, just oh, clarify God. that. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, it, the D-rings just don't go randomly missing. Righty-tighty, um, lefty-loosey. Yeah. I came out, no, mine were on tight. I came out of the grocery store and my one of my purple D-rings was missing. Just one. I, I, there's um, something I, I've always been wanting to ask you uh, uh, about this incident and whether or not you could tell if the other one had been tampered with too. Um, <laughs> I don't recall. No, actually, it was Honestly, <laughs> it could have been. I thought this was before you painted them purple, though, weren't they? Wasn't was this it? one that was, no, was just yeah, silver? You're right. You're right. It was before I painted them purple. Once see, I painted them purple, no one stole them. See, I've been thinking about doing a plaque up, Tammy, and with a little outline of the D ring that goes on the plaque. And oh. have you seen me? <laughs> like, make it like a make it like a side of a milk carton type of thing. Missing. The, this, the, yeah. This. <laughs> that's a good one. The single D ring is missing off my Jeep. Somebody stole it because they needed one D ring. 
<laughs> they bought like an 500 number. posters all up on the telephone poles around her neighborhood. Yeah. Have you seen me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little tear off tags in the shape of D rings. <laughs> so anyway, well, you lost a D ring. It was stolen. Um, yeah. Well, it was a loss one way or another. Yeah, haha. Well, in any case, I want to thank Nick Klein for for sharing that post. I don't know if it was uh, anybody directly related to him or or just in in the Jeep circle in general, but uh, but yeah, he he thought he would get we'd get a kick out of that, and <laughs> <laughs> definitely it was a it was a good story to share. So thanks again, Nick. And we also got a lot of interest over the last week or so about the GoPro camera gimbal discussed in episode two ninety. Just wanted to say thanks again to Nate for submitting the video which outlined its operation and give us a little demonstration of how it worked. And for those of you guys who are looking for that, we try to get a, a link up there, but they are on eBay under the, the Tarot, T-A-R-O-T, line of gimbals. And these things have little micro uh, motors, little brushless motors in them, uh, which give you exceptional dampening ability uh, when you're off camber or off on trail. And uh, the video that he showed us, way cool. So we had a bunch of emails coming in about that and, and people want to know where, you know, what it was, where they could find it, all that sort of stuff. So we'll try and get a link up in the show notes for that as well. I'm trying to talk Nate into uh, doing a video, a little instructional thing about his gimbal hat that he's been working on. It's like a construction hat that has the gimbal mount and the GoPro mounted on the, on the head. And, no, it's not uh, for GoPro. He's, he's got, he's got one of those, got two beer cans on either <laughs> side and that just keeps him from spilling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nate. so so what, so uh yeah so anyway oh if you guys don't know if you're into computers and stuff there's uh, nate does a a little podcast called uh, the sys admins podcast you should uh, look that up and uh, check it out uh nate's freaking out because he goes uh, i didn't ask you to do that I, I didn't even know if you were aware of it or not <laughs> crap now i gotta produce another episode <laughs> yeah that's right no i think they've been doing regular ones I just need to, uh, I need to mark something down on my, uh, on my phone, you know, where it gives me an alarm so I can go over there and troll them while they're live on, uh, on YouTube uh, or it's hangouts. I can't remember what, which one they use, but, uh, anyway, you can, either way, we're going to crash their next episode. Watch yeah. out guys. Yeah. So, oh, let's talk about this. It's uh, a, a big thing. We had a, a big milestone. Uh, yeah. we hit 500,000, uh, cookies. We actually received uh, well, the chocolate chips, I think, from uh, all the YouTube. No, I'm sorry. This is for downloads. 500,000 downloads. I think we're up to like 502 now or 503. Uh, but uh, just want to have a big thank you to all you guys out there and all the repeat customers because I know we don't have 500,000 people listening to us. <laughs> all you, you never know. Well, yeah. It, it, but it's uh, it's great to hit that milestone and uh, halfway to a million downloads. So Yeah, that's half a million downloads. million with a B, people. <laughs> yeah, 500,000 on the way to one trillion. Um, so uh, the, the kind of interesting thing about this is, is that uh, that's not all of our downloads. This is the ones that, that we've had since, uh, what was it, October 2013? Uh, I yeah, think when we started here on Lipson, switched over to Lipson, yeah. And one of the reasons we switched over to Lipson was so we could have some accurate uh, counts, download counts, where where we were getting the downloads and uh, uh, how many exactly we had. So uh, I can do a guesstimate of how many we had prior to that and add to this. So it's actually over five hundred thousand. Uh, so because uh, we've been doing this thing since uh, uh, twenty ten, um, December twenty ten. I guess it would be really considered twenty eleven, be a full year of it. But anyway, 500,000 downloads. Thank you so much. And uh, I think uh, if we could just get those 8 billion people that uh, follows Tammy over on Google Plus, we'd be doing a lot better. Tammy, you need to do a special post for us. I, I try to. Get in for the count. Yeah. 
down for the count? No, that's. Yeah. I think that's probably just like one or two people um, viewing my pictures over and over and over again. Yeah, well, they do like those pictures, especially whenever uh, you did all that uh, uh, new uh, JL stuff. Hey, speaking of pictures, I, I saw a picture post. I don't know if it was privately or publicly that you posted up with uh, with you and Royal on this uh, on this recent Jeep adventure that you went on over at the Jeep factory. I just have to say, uh, Royal completely blew all of my expectations away. Not at all. The the uh, the look of the person I expected with the name Royal Barber. So, uh, Royal, my my apologies for what I thought of you um, without you knowing. <laughs> I don't know why he's not uh, in the uh, the hair uh the hair game i mean with a name like royal barber i mean that's that writes itself i mean that's that's a a, a meal ticket right there just cutting hair I all day figured that his destiny was written uh before he was born but i guess not yeah well. no he's a really he's an awesome guy um and he has a really cool jeep um it's blue um no red ah. Ah. see i think there's red in that though to, for, to make blue isn't there no. no, red is it? Red and blue are different primary colors. <laughs> yeah, trying uh, yeah, well. easily your way into. Good lord! <laughs> I know he needs help. <laughs> I don't. We need to have. I don't because I need have. To have a, I have three red jeeps. I'm doing good. We need to have a painting party. Is what we need to do. <laughs> right. This is Zach from CNM Jeeps. This is Lisa Simon from Trim Perfect. Sal and Peterson with Painless Performance Wiring. This is Amy from TNA Decal. This is Neil from SFJ4x4.com. This is Randall Spear, Motorsports Manager from Dana Aftermarket. This is Paul Wolf from ENI USA RM. I'm John Eastmore from Black Forest. This is Nathan Leahy from Mickey Thompson Tires and Wheels. And, and you're listening, listening to the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show. And a nice big Jeep wave goes out to all of our friends and fans in the off road industry. We thank you for your support. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. A fan of the show, Brendan, who has a 2014 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon X with a Freedom Top, wrote in and said, I like having the hard top since I don't have a garage currently. I just wanted to see if you have heard from any of your listeners and if any of the owners of other 2012 through 2017 Jeep Wranglers with Freedom Tops have had issues with water leaks, which lead to mold and mildew. Just wanted to gauge how common of an issue this is for other Jeep owners with Freedom Tops. Well, first off, thanks, Brandon, uh, Brendan, for writing into the show. Some people say it's just a matter of tightening down a few large torque screws or that you need to pull, uh, put the three-piece top in in a very special way, which to a certain extent is kind of true. I mean, I mean, a lot of people just slide their Freedom Top on, which can work and may be easier than lifting and setting it into place, but you take the chance of rolling the seal slightly, pinching it, or even catching it and tearing it. There's all these rules that I've heard about the order in which you turn the latches. You know, personally, I don't think tightening one side versus the other or the front versus the center in specific orders is going to make all the difference in the world. So who has the answers? Well, according to Jeep, there are specific repair procedures for the four common leak areas, whether water is on the center of the instrument panel and shifter area or if it's on the door trim panel or if it's collecting around the instrument panel at the A pillar. Maybe it's coming down through the rear hard top panel at the B pillar. Finally, the ever-prominent front carpet pooling where the water collects under the seat or in the front floor area. Regardless of where the leak is or where it's leaking to, Jeep has a detailed outline procedure of how the dealerships should be going about repairing these issues. And folks, if you would like a copy of the detailed PDF instruction sheet, just email me and I'll send you guys a copy. Now, as, the deta as detailed as the instructions are, the problem is either A, the fixes don't work, or B, the techs doing the repairs are imbeciles and you need to refer to the previous part A. 
Most of the fixes involve removing the seals, cleaning the mounting areas, adding some butyl rubber putty to specific areas, and installing a new seal. Other procedures outline checking your door seam gaps. And for reference jeepers on all you two-door and four-door JK owners out there, that door gap should be five millimeters with a give or take of two millimeters and should be flush with the rest of the body no more than less, no more or less than two millimeters. If you want to check your Jeep against the numbers, do so and adjust the doors as necessary. Well, some of the other repairs outline steps to place foam under the seal mucket or that molded rubber piece at the corner of your windshield pillar and at the back of the door to ensure that it seals with the top better. This, of course, looks like garbage and by the looks of it wouldn't last through four seasons in the Midwest. Jeep also claims that a hole in the front of the rear fender well allows water to travel all the way along the body and collect under the seat and in the front floorboards. Their fix for this? Tape. Yep, black tape to cover the one hole clear in the back and then five more in the kick panel. Tape, people! To me, it's no wonder why so many Jeep owners are having issues with their freedom tops and why many of the dealer fixes just plain and simply don't work. Imagine how long a little putty behind a seal or tape on the body is going to last after a season on the trails. Now, I don't think they thought things through very well, but thankfully many of us more ingenuitive Jeepers have come up with some alternative solutions. Some of them are a little colorful. Now, some have said just to smear a bunch of Vaseline all over the rubber seals and joints. I would recommend against this, Jeepers. Do not use Vaseline as that or any other petroleum jelly or oil-based lubricant will eventually deteriorate the rubber. Use a silicone-based lubricant like Dow 55 or Dow Corning 111. Both of those are going to be a little hard to find. They're a little bit of a specialty silicone lubricant, but Napa has a product called Silglide, which is probably a lot easier to find and has a good reputation in the automotive industry. These products will uh, actually condition the seals, soaking into them, swelling the rubber slightly, making for a better seal. And the product itself actually resists water, too. Now, I've heard of people turning to such products as KY Jelly or Astroglide, and although these may provide temporary results, these are water-based hybrid lubricants which will wash away, leaving a sticky residue that will attract dust and grime, and then there's that endless dormitory walk of shame smell that your Jeep <laughs> will have for the rest of its shameful life. Look, if general leaks and at the, at the seams aren't your issue, but instead you suffer from the Freedom Top waterfall problem, then listen up. For those of you who don't have this issue, it's when you open the door and get a deluge of water that comes down on you and the A-pillar. How it happens is that the water pools in the channel depression area made where the front of the freedom panels meet the rubber seal header. When you open the door, the movement breaks the force of the water surface tension and the water in the channel drains out to the lowest point and gets on the backside of the plastic molding that covers the A-pillar, in some cases all over your leg or lap. Now try putting a large glob of that Silglide product on either side of that channel. Urethane putty or that butyl rubber putty Jeep loves so much would work for this too. Or even some RTV might do in a pinch. If done carefully, this might prevent the, the water tension breaking draining effect. The bottom line is that the JKs rolled off the line. There were a few oversights. Maybe the QC department in charge of the seals were having some personnel issues. And sure, maybe they missed plugging a couple holes here and there. Well, just consider those Easter eggs, right? Well, silver lining there for you. In any case, this is a very common problem, which has plagued thousands of Jeep, JK, and JKU owners for years. Leaks cause fog. They cause mold and mildew, which can lead to health problems in a stinky Jeep. Hey, I don't mind a dirty Jeep. You can always wash the mud off, right? But getting rid of that moldy towel smell in a Jeep is a lot harder. It typically involves chemicals, lengthy periods of airing out with lots of airflow, and in some cases, complete replacement of the interior. I don't know how bad Brennan's problem is. And by the way, thanks again, Brennan, for writing in. And he's actually pursuing legal action in his case because he lives in the Lemon Law State. For him, it has gotten that bad. Maybe you qualify too. Well, I hope this helps you guys out there with a leaky top. Look, I know we're still quite a ways away from all that rainy season stuff, but the best time to take care of stuff like this is when it's warm and dry. 
And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question you would like answered here on Tech Talk. Go to jeeptalkforum.com, even on your smartphone, or shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line Tech Talk. So, Tammy, did you have you had any problems with uh, your Jeep leaking? I've heard some situations of uh, soft tops uh, leaking as well. No, no, not just when I leave the top down. Oh, of course. Um, no, I've had zero problems with any sort of leakage. Man, this sounds a lot reminiscent of those uh, moonroof and sunroof uh, issues that people have had over the years with uh, with them leaking and not fitting properly, Josh. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes down to maintenance. I mean, anything with a rubber seal should have a little bit of a silicone rub down every now and again just for conditioning purposes. And anything like a sunroof or a moonroof or something like that, which has drain channels or drain tubes, uh, obviously the Freedom Top doesn't have this. It doesn't apply. But those should be blown out on a regular basis. And obviously the, the channels where seals sit, like on the Freedom Top and whatnot, should be kept free of debris and dust and buildup and whatnot. And they will collect this sort of stuff. And of course hard water and, and whatnot, you're going to get some mineral deposits and whatnot, which over time and over years oh, yeah. will build up as well. So and a lot of this comes down to maintenance. A lot of it comes down to poor engineering and poor QC. And some of it is just fluke. You know, where it's just, well, you got a bad apple. There, There's bad apple in every bunch. And I'm not, you know, trying to diss Jeep or say bad anything, anything bad about them. But this is a very common problem, which has plagued numbers of years of these JKs and JKUs. So this isn't something that was a one-year-only thing and is only affected by those who take their Jeeps off-road and have rolled them a couple of times. No, this affects a lot of people, even people who don't wheel their Jeeps. So just to give you an understanding of, of how serious this is, I mean, this is there's been some class action lawsuits. Obviously, the fan of the show who has written in for this last segment is uh, going through legal recourse um, in a lemon law state. So I, I, apparently he's either spent a lot of money or time or whatnot. We've heard stories about people who have had their Jeeps in a dealership longer to fix this issue than it has spent time in their own driveway. <laughs> yeah, so, he, you know, I bet you he's just tired of being, here. I bet you he's just tired of being wet yeah, <laughs> or I, sitting I, I in can, a wet seat. I've had a stinky car before. I've had a car oh, that had a yeah. leaky windshield and, and, you know, I just don't take care. I was young, dumb and don't know what, to, you know, what to do and all that sort of stuff. I'll just deal with it. I'll just turn on the defrost. I'll just roll down the windows, you know, that, that sort of stuff. And, and yeah, man, that moldy towel smell is oh, tough. Yeah. So that's I, probably I why they keep, that's probably why they keep turning your Honda back over there. They're like, this <laughs> thing smells. Especially after that uh, warm ride home you were talking about the other day. Oh. Was it you said a yeah, hundred blow dryers all uh, b bolted together in your that's face? That's pretty much what I look. I try. I try to run the AC a little bit, and it kind of sort of works if I'm traveling faster than forty-five miles per hour. <laughs> which you know, in a ninety in a ninety-minute commute, that's you know all of about two and a half miles that I get to travel that fast. Um, so it's no, it was it was bad. I mean, especially today is one hundred and six degrees and. I'm driving home with no AC. It's just brutal. I, I think they should pass an ordinance about naked driving so that everybody can drive home naked and uh, windows down, maybe the doors off. Yeah, you should take the oh, doors off. Doorless on the Honda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, just an idea. So uh, I think the, the, the best thing that you said in that uh, tech uh, segment was uh, the kind of uh, uh, lubricant to use. Uh, I mean, certainly swelling those seals and uh, having the uh, the rubber not break down by uh, not using the uh, petroleum-based stuff, I think, is, is very important. So if you guys didn't catch that, make sure that you uh, look for those things that Josh was talking about, the silicone-based uh, lubricants that you can put on there. And uh, hopefully that will help the situation. 
Uh, although that would kind of get old having to apply that over and over again, but uh, it probably would be less uh, less of an issue than sitting in a wet wet seat. You guys undoubtedly have heard about ExtremeTerrain.com. If not, you're missing out on one of the best sources on the web for Jeep parts and accessories. From bumpers to bug guards, from lights to lockers, and everything in between, ExtremeTerrain.com has all the best for your Jeep TJ, LJ, or JK Wrangler. And now, they're offering more than ever before. They're giving away not one, but two brand new 2018 Jeep JL Wranglers. One two-door and one four-door. A his and hers package, if you will. <laughs> or if you don't, feel free to give it to your mom, your brother, or your favorite Jeep talk show host. Yeah. And because this is an extreme terrain giveaway, these aren't going to be any bone stock offerings. These Wranglers have gotten the full XT treatment. One is going to be fully built with the best of the Deegan 38 line of off-road gear, making this one badass Jeep. The other is fully decked out with lift, tires, lights, and a ton of armor all from Barricade Off-Road. One lucky Jeeper is going to win both of these Jeeps, both of these sweet Jeeps. Entries are taken weekly, and make sure you get all your friends and family to enter as well. Just go to ExtremeTerrain.com slash win for your chance to score two amazing Jeeps. The contest closes November 15th, and the winner will be announced November 24th, 2017 on Black Friday. That's ExtremeTerrain.com slash win. Right before Christmas, that'll be nice. Uh, and Tammy, you actually have some uh, some products from Extreme Terrain on your Jeep, don't you? Oh yeah, I have um, lights, front and rear bumper, and the sliders. I love them all. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about it over here over the years, and uh, so great products over there, guys. Check them out. Yep, put definitely. that stuff through its paces too. So yeah, it has a lot of off road use. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What do you talk about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at JeepTalkShow.com. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, folks, we love hearing from all of you, so be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102 or jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message. Click on the little Leave Voicemail button on the right-hand side of your screen. Hey, guys. It's retired Staff Sergeant Craig Owen. I'm just calling to give you guys an update on my status. I'm up to $350 now. I really appreciate you guys helping me. Again, anything you guys can do to uh, put the word out for me. I've decided to do something a little crazy. I'll auction off my very first tattoo. 20 years in the Army, never had one. So if people want to be creative and funny, just not offensive. Thanks. Bye. You know, when I was first hearing that, I was afraid that he was saying that he was going to have it cut off and then, you know, bound it on something and then send out to, <laughs> to whoever the, the person was that uh, that uh, actually got that tattoo. But he's talking about getting a tattoo, of course. So, uh, you know, I'm wondering if it's going to be mom, if it'll just say mom on there, because those yeah. seem to be the most, uh, most uh, typical ones, at least in the movies. It will say Jeep Talk Show, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just playing, Craig. I'm just playing. Yep, yep. So, if hey, you got- uh, real quick, guys, if you want to, you want to help out, Craig. You want to see his whole story and what he's trying to do, guys. Please, please, please go to GoFundMe.com/slash/disabledtattoo. 
hyphen veteran. We will have that link in the show notes for this episode. You guys can go back the last couple episodes as well. We've been plugging this and trying to help him out. Craig, glad you're getting some traction on that GoFundMe. Really hope we're going to get you a Jeep before winter sets in. You get a chance to get out in the back 40 and tool around a little bit. And also, too, I didn't realize this, but it is case sensitive. The disabled veteran is all uppercase. If you, oh, did not know if that. If you put it lowercase, it do not work. So, uh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, just go to the show notes and it'll be in there correctly. I always check them before uh, before I leave them. So, also too, uh, if if you've got a Jeep, maybe you were going to donate it some someplace. Uh, maybe it's got a bad transmission, bad engine, uh, but uh, you know you got a Jeep that you wouldn't mind donating. Uh, I think uh, Craig is over there in the Kentucky area, and uh, if we can find a Jeep, I bet you we can find somebody to uh, get it to him. So uh, if you got a Jeep you want to donate, he could actually use that money to uh, uh, help get it fixed. And maybe we could Absolutely. find some folks in the, in the area to help him out uh, to get it all up and going, at least well enough to, like Josh says, tool around on the back 40. We need to get a hold of an uh, old friend uh, uh, of the show, Jensen. Uh, he's a guy that typically <laughs> has about 16 Jeeps on his lot. So um, and he, and this is definitely somebody who's got a, a Jeep addiction problem. Yeah. Uh, but I have no idea. I don't remember what state Jensen is in, but uh, but Canada. he would definitely be one guy that could help us out. He's in Canada, the state of Canada. <laughs> the Canadians are going, you bastard. Actually, they're just shaking their fists. They're too polite to actually say anything. <laughs> hey, it's Joliet Downey. Uh, looks like next week we're going to look at a Wrangler. The wife's been bitten by the Jeep bug and has decided that the Renegade isn't quite what she wants so <laughs> shock um uh, hoping to find one with a four liter in it i think uh 06 was the last year for this that's correct um but yeah um looks like we might be getting a wrangler so yeah yeah i just i just want to point out that he said that the the wife has been bitten by the jeep bug yet she's already driving a jeep now she's bitten by the real Jeep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly the direction I'm going there. So no, no hate toward you guys with the, the Renegades. It's not it's not about you. It's just a little, just a little disappointed at Jeep for coming out, naming something a Renegade that was really once a, a Wrangler. Or was that a CJ that they called the, the Renegade? Was it a CJ? Yeah, was it, it was a CJ a seat on the CJ7. So I think there might have even been a CJ8. No, no, I, think, I don't think so. So the CJ, actually, they had a Renegade model. So it's, uh, I mean, they don't, it's not really a bait and switch, but for, for those of us that know uh, about Jeeps, you know, you go, oh, Renegade. Wow. That was a cool vehicle. Oh, this isn't anything like the Renegade. It just has the name. Uh, so Tammy, what, how would you feel if somebody bought a base model, a, an X model, uh, JK, I think they make X model JKs and it's a sport. Okay. And they, they removed the sport tag and bought one of those Rubicon tags online someplace the real ones you know and they stuck it on the hood and it oh yeah people just, do that and it looked just like yours but it wasn't it's a sport and you know you can look and see the little things and you know it's not a sport how would how would that make you feel mm, you know i i don't think it would bother me um I, I really don't know if that would bother me. All right. Well, that's yeah. reasonable. But that's kind of the way I feel about the, the Renegade, where they took the, the Renegade logo off that CJ, and they stuck it on this little Fiat right. car. Well, that's And that's it's like, come on, you know? They're two just, totally, totally different. I mean, because a Sport and a Rubicon, I mean, they just look the same. 
There's just the inner workings are different. I, just, I don't know. It kind of bothers me because it's like I, I mean, if they put I bought Rubic- all this stuff and you know I got this and I got the Rubicon right. model. I got yeah, the but, different transfer cases we've learned and all this other wonderful right, but stuff. They look totally different. No, I get it. I get it. But I think yeah. it's. Uh, I just kind of felt that like it was along the same lines there. But that's that's cool. I mean, That'd be if someone put Rubicon on a Patriot, then I'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a patriot I on think a, a Rubicon. A lot of people would be. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I want you. I want you guys to know just a little bit of uh, history here, real quick. Just how rare the Renegade really was. Oh. It was only um, available in two years, 1970 and 1971, in the CJ7 trim uh, in the CJ7 package. The 1970 Renegade One models continued uh, the features of the 462 package, along with special hood trim stripes and limited colors. Renegade One production for the 1970s estimated between 200 and 500 units only. Oh my goodness! With, with all of the previous, uh, or equipped with performance upgrades, along with a simple black stripe on the sides of the hood, new eight-inch wide white road wheels, and uh, and offered in only two bright colors: wild plum and mint green. The 1971 Renegade Two <laughs> continued the previous year features with bright alloy road wheels, replacing the painted steel units. The addition of black center hood stripes. And the new color selections, approximately, which were approximately 200 of them, which were painted Baja yellow, 200 mint green, and 50 of them were Riverside orange. And 150 were finished in Big Bad orange, the same paint available as the Big Bad AMC, AMX, and Javelin. Although the AMC Design Studios proposed striping scheme for the Renegade 3 model for the 1972 model year, but because of their popularity, the Renegade a, became a regular production appearance package option, was available with AMC's 304 5-liter V8 engine, alloy wheels, and track lock limited slip differential in 1972. So in 19, the, the, the original Renegade routes in 1970-1971, between all of them, we're talking, you know, maybe 1,000 units. That's, a, that's just amazing. Thanks for looking that up, Josh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, anyway, it'd be interesting to hear more about uh, the, the change from the Renegade to the, uh, the TJ, because I believe it's TJ you're going to be looking at. All right, let's get over to Super Croc. I think he's still having more, uh, still having problems starting the XJ. Hey guys, Super Croc here. I think I might have found why, or at least part of the reason why my XJ is not starting. So he decided, well, might as well do a compression test. Cylinder three, eighty-five. 90 psi. Oh no. Try oh, it again high. with some oil down cylinder three, and hopefully that doesn't raise the the compression because then I've got ring issues. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a bad head gasket issue. But we have no oil in the the coolant, and no, and the oil looks good. So I guess I get to take out the head again. You guys have a great day. Bye. Well, I wonder what kind of gaskets he's using. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I always use Felpro. Uh, that's what I used years ago. I don't know if there's a, a better uh, head gasket to use. but uh, And also, too, check, uh, check those head bolts. You're probably aware of this, but check those head bolts because they will stretch. Uh, make sure the head bolt uh, uh, channels are clear. You might want to run a, a, a thread reamer down through there just to make sure that it's all clear of any grease or debris. Uh, so that it's torqued properly. Uh, you don't want to cut new threads. You just want to clean those threads out and uh, make sure you blow anything in there out. You don't want oil or anything in there that's going to be a, mm-hmm. a hydraulic action so it doesn't seat properly. 
And, we also uh, need to uh, point out that one of the cylinder head bolts on the four liters uh, needs to be loctited because it goes through the water jacket, and uh, there's a you need to have a compound on that because that bolt, that head bolt, actually seals that portion of the water jacket. So, uh, yeah, if you don't do that, you're going to end up with uh, water in the oil and a lot of leaks and very bad time. And I believe that is on the pre ninety seven uh, Cherokees because it is not on on mine. I don't think it's on yours either, Josh. It is. It is the front. Uh, front. If you're looking at the motor from the front of the vehicle, it is the front right bolt. I'll have to check that because I don't remember us doing that on mine. Anyway, uh, so uh, thank you very much for all the voicemails, guys. Very interesting. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, so uh, please keep those calls coming in. Amazon, you bought what? Boy, we haven't had uh, Amazon, you bought what's here very much uh, recently. Uh, but you know, it's it's kind of you guys' fault. You know, always blame the audience. I say, uh, you, <laughs> you haven't been. You Jeez, haven't, you bastards! <laughs> Isn't that what the comedians do? They say well, it, it was the 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 crowd. This wasn't into the the show. It wasn't me. The jokes were good. Uh, but anyway, the uh, uh, you know you're not buying any of the the fun stuff. You know that we can make jokes yeah, about. We had we had a run there oh, for a while. Oh man, <laughs> the Batman. What was it? A Bane mask and a Batman yeah. cape and <laughs> there were yeah. There's, in one order. Well, the in bacon. One, in one order, there was bacon salt. Yeah, the bacon crotchless salt. panties and a bane mask. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. it, it was it was because of stuff like that. It was like we we have got to start a segment about yeah. this because you guys bought what? Yeah, yeah. So, it was, but it, it was great. It, it, we had a lot of fun with it for a while. We're gonna put that like, sort of on the back burner for a little bit. We but we don't want you guys to stop. We want you guys to to keep supporting the show. Keep buying that stuff. Keep throwing us some curveballs if yeah, you will, because that list is not going to go away. We'll be watching. We're just going to be. We're just going to be uh, <laughs> sort of, you know, putting some stuff in the into the into the reel for a little while. But uh, but yeah, guys, if you want to help us out, head over to uh, jeeptalkshow.com/slash/amazon. It's going to take you right over to amazon.com. Anything that you put in your cart over the next twenty four hours, we're going to get a little bit of credit for it if you buy it. Now you're not going to get charged any more than what you ordinarily would, but Amazon's agreed to give us a small little kickback. Great way to support the show, guys. So if you're doing some online shopping, use our link, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. You know, I saw a question and an answer on uh, the Jeep Talk forum. Uh, somebody was asking about, can you put items in the, uh, not the outbox, what do you call it, the, the order? The cart. The cart. The cart, yeah. Can you put items in the cart on Amazon and then uh, later go to like uh, you know cuz there's no mobile link you can't this mobile link apparently doesn't yeah. I'm, I'm sorry this link apparently doesn't work on mobile so and then uh go to like a, a an actual computer uh with an actual browser and then go back to that cart but use use our link that we just gave you first would would that give the show credit and steve 4.3lxj jumped in there and said yes i've been wondering about that for some time now and apparently he's uh, he's actually tried this so if you didn't follow what i was saying you you know if you if you shop it on your phone you can put those items, uh, uh, those Amazon items in the cart. And then whenever you get to your computer, whether it's work, home, uh, you know, public library, I don't know, uh, you just go over there, do the uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, and then go to your cart, place the order, we'll get credit for it. Oh, very good. Yeah, because I have been hearing some complaints lately about the, the, you know, I just, I use Amazon on my phone and you guys don't have that. So I, yeah. I can't help you. And I'm like, I, I checked. I couldn't you. find anything uh, set up for that through Amazon. Yeah either hey folks take a minute to take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey 
Oh my gosh, it's just so hot out here. Uh, talk about. <laughs> you probably have working AC in your Jeep. Uh, not not much. I think something didn't get seated properly. Uh, but that's uh, that's another overheating issue. <laughs> well, hey guys, I'm gearing up for the fifth annual Salem Jeeper Summer Jam in Salem, Oregon, this coming Saturday. Uh, they've had Jeez. me pretty much since the inception of this Jeep uh, to MC and DJ this event. This will be my last official DJing event. After this, I am retiring from behind the turntables, as it were. So um, you guys come out, come say hi uh, down in Salem, Oregon, at the uh, Robertson Motors. Uh, dealership lot there you're not going to be able to miss it you're going to be seeing these jeeps from about a mile away there's usually well over 100 jeeps on the lot several hundred uh, jeep enthusiasts there uh, along with a bunch of uh, a bunch of vendors and stuff too it's a lot of fun so if you guys can make it out come say hi love to say love to see you and uh, if you have time uh get a nice big 32 ounce container of water with ice let josh step back away from the expensive equipment and then douse him with it he will appreciate being the the nice cool thought of uh, what you're doing for him it's gonna be a blazer out there isn't it yeah it is it's gonna be over 100 degrees um I, I'm, I'm thinking about just endlessly doing that ice bucket challenge that was uh, oh, you know, all the bad yes, for a little while there yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna bring a kiddie pool and just you know i'm just gonna be posted well, up there they need that no, I, I i have no idea how i'm gonna stay cool last year it, it got up in the 90s and i was dying uh, especially during the last stage of it all when uh, we're doing a big you know giveaway and all the raffle and, and stuff like that and you know, I'm just out in the direct sun, and, and it's just it is brutal. But uh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, and and uh, gotta be out there for the for the Jeep fans and whatnot. So uh, I'm gonna be happy to do it. That's great, good, good to hear. And I'm sorry you're retiring, though. Although being out there in that hot heat, I can understand why you might not want to. Tammy, what's going on uh, with your Jeep, and, and uh, uh, what's happening in your Jeep? Buying world? stuff again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So on episode 48 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, Eric from Tuffy Products was on, and he, I was on their website. I'm like, oh, that's a lot of cool stuff. So I bought something, and I have it right here. I don't know if you can see it. Let me switch Great over the radio. camera real quick. Yeah, it's very, it's a Oh, my goodness, that's center, huge. Yeah, it's a center console um uh, I just insert it into my center console and it has a lock um, and it's supposed to be a way better lock than um, the so, locks that we have on it now. So does the lid cover that up or does that replace the lid? No, this will just go right into the center console and the lid that I have now will go right over this. Okay. So you won't oh, be able cool. to tell. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> you won't. The, you, the, the thief won't go, son of a bitch, until he opens right. that top. <laughs> right. And sees it. I just can't lose my key or I'll be in trouble. Well, there, there's the time to uh, see if Bolt Lock. Uh, well, actually, I think Bolt Lock does have uh, uh, this, the locks that you can put on there. So you could get a Bolt Lock to go on there, right. Tammy, and then uh, key it to the same uh, Jeep key. Um, and it, it comes with the two little bolts that will attach it, uh, to the Jeep. Yeah. Always good so to have it bolted secure. down to yeah. something. So someone goes like, Oh, and then pulls it out. So um, I, I guess you use the, the 10% discount and the free shipping, uh, on that, uh, from our, yes. uh, uh, oh, yeah, what was it? it? Red Jeeps are sexy is the, um, is the code. No, Tony, you, you're dreaming again. <laughs> um, the code is black jeeps rock all one word 
And when you guys are clicking on the shipping, because you can get free shipping, click on the uh, the FedEx rank shipping. Yeah, Tammy's saying uh, click on the FedEx shipping for the free shipping. Uh, we didn't know about that at first, but somebody posted over on the, the Jeep Talk forum site and was asking, because I think they were using uh, ground or maybe uh, UPS or something like that, and it wasn't giving them the free shipping. So Fre FedEx, uh, select the FedEx. Um, was it FedEx ground? I'm getting confused now. Yep. That's right. All right. Well, cool. Now I'll tell you real quick because uh, we're running out of time. It's well, it's actually hard to, to tell how much time we've used. Uh, there's been so much starting and stopping tonight. Uh, but anyway, uh, I have recently upgraded all of the exterior um, indicator lights. I guess not not the sure. headlights, but the the uh, turn signal turn indicators, signal. Uh, front and rear, uh, and the side marker uh, lights that are up on the front fenders. Uh, mm -hmm. replaced them all from incand incandescence to LED. And uh, if you follow a Jeep Talk Show on Instagram, you will have seen several videos of varying results. <laughs> and uh, one of the most interesting results that I had was uh, before I changed the side markers to LED, if I turned the headlights on, then the uh, both turn signal indicators on my 1998 Cherokee would be on indicating like they're both blinking but of course they weren't going on and off they were just on so hmm. that then it dawned on me well i didn't i forgot I, i'm not completely led yet because i didn't get the side marker so i ordered some uh, 194 type uh, led bulbs uh, i don't know if you can use the, the term bulb with leds uh but uh i got those in and when i replaced those the turn signal indicators went off so i was happy about that uh, but I did get a bit of a disco thing with the the flashing, the hyper flashing, yeah, I think they call it. And that's another video. It was really funny. Uh, my wife, I was uh, outside. It was it was nighttime because it's hot here too. And nighttime, it's a little less hot. So I was out there working on the, putting the side markers in. And uh, uh, I put on the, the flashers, the emergency flashers. Mm -hmm. And my wife came outside and she wanted to know what was going on because she could see the neighbor's house lighting up. From the uh, the lights on the back of my Jeep, I'm not talking about you know wow. light bars or anything. I'm just talking about the LEDs that I put in the the turn signal uh, doodads on the back. And uh, she thought there was an ambulance or a fire truck somewhere on the street. Oh, wow! <laughs> so I was like, hey, that's good. I like that. So yeah, I said, no, it's just me working on stuff, honey. So uh, I'm really happy with the way it looks. And uh, the thing I was going to ask you about, Josh, is. I've noticed, I'm sorry, I replaced the uh, the relay, the turn signal relay with an LED turn signal relay. So now I have normal flashing. Ah, very good. But, and, and keep in mind, the red, uh, the brake light and the um, backup light is already LED. It's been that way for a couple of months. Haven't had any issues with it. But whenever I put in the amber LEDs for the turn signals, and uh, I think even before ch changing out the relay, when I'd use the turn signal, the brake light blinks at a much reduced brightness, but it blinks with the amber LED. Does that make any sense to you whatsoever? Yeah, you're back feeding voltage through something. You might yeah. have to put a, um, a diode. You may have to diode isolate the um, those LEDs, at least the feed going to the brake lights or something. It, but how is that, how is that that's working? Coming, how is that happening? I mean, it wasn't doing it before when I had the incandescent bulbs in there. Well, the the LEDs have, and I, I'm not sure which style of LED 
bulb, you're, or I'm, and I'm using that term very yeah, loosely yeah. here. Um, <laughs> and, and I know that some of them, some of the manufacturers out there will put little resistors in, in the, their chipsets. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't. You can very, you know, clearly tell whether this is just an emitter on a, you know, on a little plastic housing. Uh, but some of them are a little bit more, you know, detailed. They, they have a little bit more going on, and and they they have some some circuitry in them, if you will, that will prevent things like you know backfeeding, or it will prevent things from that no load and that hyper flash that you see on on some of them. Um, without being there, Tony, without being able to get a test light on a couple things, I'm really just throwing some very rough guesses at well, it. Well, no, so, and I knew that's what you that's all you had to work with was uh, just rough guesses. And if you'd had so the experience I'm, before, then you'd, you'd know. But if you haven't, that's no, that's no problem. I'll figure it out. But I just thought that might be something that you had uh, experienced in the past. Not direct experience. I mean, uh, yeah, some, things similar. I mean, to me, it does sound like a, a, a voltage backfeed. And, and so likely, because of these modifications, you're going to have to do other modifications. That's where I was kind of coming up with a diode solution. It's just going to prevent that voltage from going more than one direction. Well, but uh, I mean, it's a very minor thing, and uh, if uh, if it just calls more attention to me signaling, I mean, to me changing lanes, oh well. And it's not bright red; it's just kind of a you can see the LED coming on and going off, and uh, mm. it, it's not very bright at all. In fact, there's a a, a video on a Jeep Talk Show, uh, the Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com/slash Jeep Talk Show, uh, or Instagram. So uh, if you're not following us on Facebook or Instagram, you need to go over there and. Uh, Follow us and uh, look. Have a look at those videos. I, now, I'll, I'll warn you. My wife uh, complains that I put uh, videos up without any kind of text around them, like some sort of explanation, Context or explanation, yeah. or any sort of I, description. Whatsoever. I do that on purpose. <laughs> I do that on purpose. If you have a question, ask. I love answering go. questions. I love that interaction. So, uh, go over there and check it out. All right, let's get over to some wheeling wear. That's where we're going to talk about some events that are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. How about this? The Rock Vixen Off-Road Meet and Greet happening August 26th at the Toys for Trucks and Desert Barn Brewery Center in Hesperia, California. Uh, just search on Facebook for Rock Vixen Off-Road Meet and Greet. Uh, the link is not something that you want me trying to pronounce. <laughs> so uh, we have the ninth annual Topless for Tatas event. You guys heard me talking about this over the last couple of few weeks. August 11th through the 13th, Roush Creek, Pennsylvania. This is definitely an event that you guys want to be a part of and uh, and help support, guys. Uh, so be sure to head over to toplessfortatas.com and see how you guys can get involved. Also have uh, Rugged Ridge presenting the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion happening August 24th through the 26th at Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, for more information, head over to GreatSmokyMountainJeepInvasion.com. And hey, I got an update to the Oregon Wheeling Trip and Eclipse Viewing Party with Steve 4.3 LXJ. Now, because the Tillamook State Forest is currently closed to recreational use because of the fire danger, you guys heard me earlier talking about how long it's been since we've had rain. Yeah, because of that, the uh, Oregon Forestry uh, Service goes ahead and just says, nope, we're going to shut it all down because we don't want it to burn down. (laughs) Well, Steve is scrambling to put together a contingency plan. Likely it's going to involve something in California. Stay tuned right here for the latest on this event and many others. That's a shame. I was uh, looking forward to the to hearing all uh, the shenanigans and stuff happening there. Uh, I I guess it could still happen. Uh, I mean, I don't guess you guys are are seeing any rain uh, on the horizon, but. No, there's it, unlikely. I mean, they're talking uh, nowhere in the in the next two weeks is there even a drop 
that they're forecasting. So uh, this is definitely one of a, a very rare year for us weather-wise. Very strange. And I wonder if it has anything to do with the eclipse. You I know? was just thinking that exact isn't same it, thing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I mean, it's a weird thing, and the eclipses don't happen very often. So, you know, yeah. who knows? It's called the X-Files for that, you know? <laughs> Hey, new to the show, maybe you're watching us on YouTube uh, and it's the first time you're actually seeing us. Well, we want you to know we make it really easy for you to listen to the show while you're on the go. You can install the Jeep Talk Show app on your Apple or Android device. And of course, you can always find our episodes at jeeptalkshow.com, the website. Hey, and we told you that it can take days for our podcast to appear on various podcasting sources like iTunes or Stitcher. You can change all that by downloading and installing the Jeep talk show app on your ios phone or tablet or your android phone or tablet with our new apps you can truly have the latest jeep talk show episode on demand hey continuing our domination of all things media we are on youtube guys it's how we bring the show to you twice a week live you watch our live show or watch past shows on youtube.com slash jeep talk show and oh if you subscribe you'll be notified of new videos instantly Hey, are you thinking, boy, the Jeep Talk Show sounds like a lot of fun? I wonder if I could be part of this show. Well, of course you can. Just send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and tell us your idea of what you want to do on the show. We love our listeners. Are you listening? Jeep Talk call-in show. What is it? It's a podcast that you can call into. Jeep Talk Show scientists have devised a way that Tony and I can stream audio and video to you live. And you can talk back. I know it's a little scary, but really, it's fun. Join Tony and I every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time and call in. YouTube.com slash Deep Talk Show. One minute, Mr. Josh. Well, that's it for this week, guys. <laughs> Until next week, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Friend us on Facebook. Circle us like vultures on Google+. And above all else, come on, Jeepers, be sure to tell a friend about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. So... No matter where you're wheeling, if you pack it in, be sure to pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation, our wheeling destination in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. Let's learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use. Just head over to www.treadlightly.org. Where can people find you, Tammy? Um, they can head over to www.jeepmama.com. Josh? You guys can find me over at thevoiceofjosh.com. You can find me sitting here waiting for the next show. <laughs> Good night, everyone. See you next time. 